All right, well, I hope that all of you have a document that looks like this in your hands. There's some highlighted parts on there. That was just for some internal signaling in our team of the most recent changes we had made. You can disregard those. And when we do eventually hopefully send out uh, the letter that I will get to in a moment, uh, it's not going to have highlights in it. So don't, don't pay too much attention to those highlights. Um, tonight, this proposal is called the Meaningful Membership Proposal. Uh, in reality, what it is, is trying to uh, take us to a place where we are valuing what you would call regenerative church membership, meaning we want to make sure the people on our role are Christians, uh, are people that are truly active in our church. And this is something that's been important to Baptists and has been really bap- part of Baptist distinctives uh, for the last 300 plus years, as long as Baptists have been Baptists. And so uh, this isn't a new or novel idea. In fact, what we're doing is something that's quite old and quite biblical, and it's something that is important. And so I'm just going to read through this tonight. Uh, Tonight's not the time for discussion, not that we're trying to squelch discussion, it's just that that is what will happen at our members meeting. And also between now and the members meeting, which will take place on February 21st, myself, Pastor Ben, and our membership team, uh, which is a subcommittee that was kind of created within the deacon body to start dealing with this about a year and a half ago, and I'll get to what they've done in just a moment. But David Kramer's on that team, Wayne Powell is on that team, Michael Holloway is on that team, Clint Flanagan is on that team. And really, there is nothing that the pastors have done uh, without those men by our side through this process. And it has been a joy to work with them. And I'm incredibly thankful for, as, as we'll get to in a moment, painstaking efforts that they have made uh, to get us to this point. But I'm just going to read through this tonight. And then between now and the members meeting, I encourage you to ask questions, talk to myself or Ben or the team. Uh, and I encourage you, you know, if you have questions you want to bring to the members meeting floor, there's no, nothing wrong with that either. Uh, those are things that we can discuss. But as you can see, this proposal is being brought as a motion that would be uh, voted on at the February 21st members meeting. And the motion is simply that we would agree as a church that this is the process we're going to use to handle this. And it would put a, our, a, our first step really in the direction of taking action on this and getting our church role uh, back to a, a place that reflects our active membership and reflects meaningful membership. So uh, I'll read for us here and you can read along with me and I might stop for a little bit of commentary as we go. We believe that the Bible is the word of God. He has spoken and told us everything that we need to know for salvation and for living a godly life. In the Bible, we find that the Lord has placed an emphasis on the importance of the local church. He is using the church to proclaim the gospel around the world. We see that in Matthew 28 in the Great Commission. To display his wisdom, which Ephesians 3.10 tells us that God is displaying his manifold wisdom through the local church. And to be a pillar of the truth, 1 Timothy 3.15. In light of the teaching of the scriptures in the sacred nature of a congregation's work, Standards for membership are vital to the health of a church body. The Bible also shows us that the local church is filled with activities like corporate worship, confession, discipleship, burden bearing, serving, fellowship, accountability, church discipline, 
and meeting practical needs. It is difficult for a church to do these things well if they do not know who is truly a part of its membership. Therefore, every church should strive to have meaningful membership, and every Christian should strive to be a healthy church member. For years at Seaford Baptist, we have been discussing the importance of church membership in sermons. I doubt, well, maybe you remembered, I don't know, let me not doubt you, but I started talking about this in a sermon series way back in 2015, so that was eight years ago. Sunday school classes and members' meetings. We've also taken important steps to recover meaningful membership in the life of the church with a renewed emphasis on our church covenant. Uh, Maybe you've noticed that we read that a little more often, certainly at every members' meeting before we take the Lord's Supper. More intentionality in receiving new members. Uh, We have a starting point class with a whole booklet that we have created for them to go through over a four-week uh, period, and we don't receive people into church membership without them having some level of a uh, membership interview with the pastor or with a pastor, and efforts to organize our records. However, the truth is, is that we have more work to do. We have many names on our church roll that have not shown recent interest in being a part of Seaford Baptist. We currently have around 200 people regularly gathering for worship on a Sunday morning, as well as a handful of homebound members and members who are temporarily out of the area. But our role has well over 1,300 names inscribed on it. Considering this reality, we believe the time has come for us to encourage all of the people on our church role that intend to continue as active members of Seaford Baptist to affirm their membership. Those who affirm membership should do so with a commitment to our church covenant, intending to grow in Christ-like character, protect the unity of our church, live out the implications of the gospel toward the world, and participate in the ministry of our church. So what is this? This is a comprehensive effort to update our membership role so that we truly know who is a part of Seaford Baptist Church. This will enable the pastors of the church to know who their shepherding responsibilities are toward. We are told in the book of Hebrews that we will stand before God, Pastor Ben and I, and anyone else who will shepherd this church in the future. And we will, we will answer for how we have been a bishop over the souls of this church. So we have a responsibility before God. But the book of Hebrews also makes it clear that it's actually for the joy of you all, for pastors to be able to lead well, for pastors to be able to lead with joy. So it would be for the joy of the pastors and for the profit of the congregation. This is an opportunity for us to reach out to those who have been a part of Seaford Baptist in the past. We expect to find out that many people have moved away or they are faithfully attending a different local church. We are also eager to reach out to those who were once active in our congregation but are not currently attending anywhere. This will only help us to grow as we move forward. A church with meaningful membership will be more healthy in a myriad of ways. One of them is that the church's witness is better protected as those who say they are a part of the church are truly a part of the church, actively walking worthy of the gospel. A church that is spiritually healthy will be in a better position to share the gospel in our community and make new disciples. This process will also include implementing certain checks to ensure that membership remains meaningful for years to come. With the grace of God assisting us, we will commit ourselves to keeping track of our members and regularly tending to our membership roles so that we do not get into this position again. This will require work from the pastors, deacons, and the congregation. So what has been done already? In 2019, the pastors began working with a team of church members to create a starting point class for new members 
and establish processes for following up with those visiting the church. Uh, that starting point class has evolved. We've tried it during kind of like a, a one-shot Sunday school deal. That didn't work. We tried it as a one-shot after church deal. That didn't work that well. And now, like I said, it's a four-week uh, class that takes place during Sunday school, and we're finding that that is great. We have lots of time to have conversation with people. It establishes the importance of the Sunday school hour right away because Sunday school is the gateway to discipleship here, so it gets people in that rhythm of Sunday school, which is a good thing, and uh, it's, it's going well, so we're, we're happy about that. In June of 2022, the pastors and deacons formed a membership team made up of the senior pastor and four deacons to work together on recovering meaningful membership at Seaford Baptist. Starting in September of 2022, the deacons on this team sat down and went through all of the church's members' meeting records. That is not an exaggeration. In an attempt to piece together the accurate membership role. There were days in which I was in my office working, and for hours and hours in that conference room, there were deacons in there with binders spread out as they went through all of the meeting minutes that we have available to us from this church's history. Trying to make sure that we have all the possible names that could be on the role of Seaford Baptist. In January 2023, the membership team began to work with the media director, Jessica Pratt, the office manager at the time, to update and better organize the church's database to reflect this historical review of the membership records. And that carried on from the transition from Hannah into uh, Sonia's reign as, uh, as office manager. In April 2023... We had a meaningful membership workshop. I don't know if you all remember that. We did that here in this room on a Wednesday night. We considered different scenarios where someone may stop being active in the church. We discussed actions the church could take to communicate with inactive members, to provide care, to provide encouragement. We also discussed whether or not an inactive member should be removed from the church membership role in certain situations. Throughout 2023, the membership team painstakingly sought to track down contact information, home addresses, phone numbers, and email addresses for those on our church roll with missing or outdated information in the database. This is these men going through hundreds of names, and their wives can attest to it, uh, hundreds of names, them sitting with laptops and computers out uh, using online databases to try to find people, to try to find where they live now, where their home addresses are, what their email addresses are, those sorts of things so that we can get in contact with as many people as possible because we don't want people to fall through the cracks. People are important to us. That's why we're doing this. So uh, they put a lot of time into that. We haven't found everybody's information, but it's pretty good success rate that this team has had, and we'll talk about those we haven't found in, in just a moment. Throughout the process, I have also sought out wisdom from other churches, like Pocosin Baptist. They've gone through this. They've done exactly what we're doing. In fact, I would say that the process that we have before you tonight most reflects the process that Pocosin Baptist use. Fox Hill Road Baptist Church, I've talked to Pastor Nathan over there. They went through this. Um, Donald Hare had a friend that he worked with from South Norfolk Christian Church. They got their documents to us. We looked at their process, the letters that they sent out. 
uh, Red Lane Baptist Church. It's my parents' church, the church I was baptized in. They've gone through this. We looked at their process and, and how they dealt with it. And Old Powhatan Baptist Church, where uh, probably the most meaningful mentor in my life over the years, Brad Russell, is the pastor. They also went through this. Their process was a little more complicated, as was Red Lane's, because they have a cemetery. And there's certain rules about who can be buried in that cemetery. And when you start taking people off of a church roll, and they've got a plot in the cemetery, things can get a little bit hairy and sticky. We don't have a graveyard, okay? So that is uh, a good thing for us when it comes to this process. But we sought wisdom from all of these different churches uh, in order to try to see what have they done, what do we like, what do we don't like as we have gone through uh, the preparation for this moment tonight. So that's what has been done, what will be done. We have a process here that unfolds in a number of steps. Pastors and deacons believe the following steps are the best and most effective way to recover meaningful membership and reach out to those who may be disconnected from the local church. Understand, we just don't have a Bible verse for how you remove close to a thousand people from the church roll. And I also want to say before I even get into this, this is not an issue of church discipline in the sense that some of these people are walking with the Lord and faithfully engaged in other local churches, right? Some of these folks have moved away, and they just live in another state, and it was actually bad record-keeping on our part. So we're not talking about a thousand cases of church discipline. We may have some instances where as we go through this process, people are going to raise their hand, and they're going to say, I'm local, I want to stay on the roll, and I'm not coming back but I want to be on it for a sentimental purpose. Um, and then it becomes a little bit more of a discipline issue in the sense that we're going to have to go and have a, a gentle conversation, but a, com- a conversation where we explain, hey, you know, if you want to be on our church roll and you're here, you've got to be here, right? Uh, we need you to be here at least half of the time. I mean, that's really, the, the, it's a very low metric that we're going to be using, but we want to see people attending at least half of the time coming to church. We're not going to check and giving records here. That's not something we're going to do. But we want to see, are, are you at least attending half of the time if you can? So, um, but it's not a thousand cases of church discipline. If you look in our bylaws, under membership, there's section six, Uh, So 2.6, and it's called termination of membership. We are looking simply to have peaceful termination of membership of those who do not plan to come back to Seaford Baptist Church or will not come back to Seaford Baptist Church. So that being said, let's look at these steps. Step one, present the meaningful membership proposal to the church body for a vote at the February members meeting in 2024. Church will be given a full month, just under a month, I know because we did it tonight, not last week, but close to a month to review the proposal before the meeting, and will be voted on as a motion from the pastors and the deacon body. The pastors and the membership team feel it is important for the congregation to move forward together in this process. This vote will give us an opportunity for unity from the start. Step two. We will request your assistance in gathering contact information for people on our roll who are inactive. We are not asking you to try and hunt down the contact information of strangers. We're not asking you to do what these men from the deacon body have already done. Rather, we'll be asking you to provide information for uh, someone that, that you know 
and, and you have their information, but the church office does not have their information. So we're going to have some names of people that were like, hey, we, we just don't know where these folks are. We'll put it out there to you and we'll say, do you know them? And if one of you may come forward and say, I know them. I know where they live. They moved to Wyoming. They live in Wyoming now, and here is their address in Wyoming from my Rolodex, if you still have one of those, right? So uh, we're, we're just asking, do you happen to have it, not go hunt it down, all right? Uh, we're just looking for help to try to fill in the gaps if, uh, the best we can. Step three, we will inform everyone. So everybody in this room will be a part of this, everyone. My own family is going to be a part of this. My son, who joined the church a couple years ago when he was baptized, he'll be a part of this. Everyone who is currently on the membership role of Seaford Baptist, that we're working on getting our church role to reflect the active membership of the church body, we're going to contact everybody by email first, and we will have like a Google form that uh, they can respond with. And then we will contact them by letter. Just trying to save some money on postage rather than sending out 1,300 of these things. Uh, we could save a little money on postage and handle quite a bit of this through email. That would be great. If you're like, hey, I'd like to save you the postage, I don't really do Google Forms, okay? We get it. We will actually have our membership team and, and, and folks from our staff who are administrative uh, set up in our student center on a couple of Sundays, and you will be able to just handle this on a Sunday. You go back, just fill out the form, affirm your membership. We're not asking you to sign the church covenant or anything like that. You're simply going and filling out the form and, and saying, I'm currently active at Seaford Baptist, and I affirm the church covenant, and I intend to keep on as a faithful member. That's all we're going to be asking you to do. It's, it's a checking of a box, but it's an important box. You see the, the form there at the bottom, what the card will look like, what, what will be on the Google form. Uh, it'll say this, please help us in our efforts toward meaningful membership at Seaford Baptist by choosing the option below that best describes you and then return slash submit this form to us by our Covenant Day celebration on September 8th, 2024. For questions about the commitments of membership, please refer to the attached Seaford Baptist Church Covenant. They'll write their name. And then there are some options. I'm currently active at Seaford Baptist and I affirm the church covenant and intend to remain as a faithful member. For everyone in this room who's a member of this church, I hope that you will check that box. I'm currently homebound or temporarily out of the area and I affirm the church covenant and intend to remain as a faithful member. We got people uh, like my brother Hank and, and, and my sister Betty Goad. I was on the phone with them this afternoon, had a great conversation with Hank about what's going on in, in their lives and got some prayer requests from him. And, you know, we're not looking to take Hank and Betty off the roll here. They would be here if they could. They got things going on that are keeping them from being here, right? We love Hank and Betty. And there's a bunch of other people that we could say that about that are homebound and they're just not able to be here with us. But man, if they could, they would be. And so we want them to affirm the membership um, uh, to affirm their membership at, at, at SBC as well. I am not currently active at Seaford Baptist Church, but I would like more information on how to reconnect with the church body. You want to pray for something? Pray that all of the people that are in the area that are not faithfully attending another local church would check that box. And that we would get to go have conversations with them and talk to them about how they can re-engage with the church body here. We, we would love nothing more than to see those folks come back to the church and become active church members here at SBC. We, we want that. I've been praying for that, and I would ask you to join us in praying for that. I am faithfully attending another local church, and I would like to be removed from the Seaford Baptist 
church membership role. We know there's be quite a few people who will check that box. Uh, there's churches in the area that don't do membership. That's their choice, all right? It's not my choice. Uh, I think that church membership is a biblical concept. But if they're going to a church that doesn't do membership, you can understand why the letter was never transferred. But they can let us know that they are going to that church. Other churches do membership, but some of you in the room who, you know, it, who, who have hair that I don't have and it's gray, uh, you will remember when Baptist churches took this very seriously. That you, you change churches, you send a letter to say, hey, they're, they're in good standing here and now they're coming to your church and we, we affirm that, we're good with that. And that was very important between churches. That has broken down, uh, I think, through the years of the church growth movement is when churches really lost track of that. It just kind of became, hey, get them in the door, doesn't really matter where they came from. And uh, I regret that that has been the case, but in light of that, we, we know there's people that are going to other churches, right? And so some are going to check that box. I now live outside the area and am no longer able to be an active member of Seaford Baptist Church. You can't uphold the covenant from Nebraska. You can't uphold the covenant from Florida. That's just the reality. We love those folks, and you'll see at the bottom that if they still want to get our monthly newsletter, we want them to get it. We want them to stay engaged with us. We're not looking to disconnect people from the life of the church. We just want the church role to reflect the active members and so that we can have meaningful membership. And then there are some people that we know are going to let us know, hey, I don't wish to be a member of the church. And they will say that. I do not wish to be a member of Seaford Baptist Church. And that is a box that they can check. So that is the form that will be given to people to fill out, first by email, then by letter, in step three. Step four, the pastors and deacons will spend time having necessary conversations with inactive members who are struggling to understand why they cannot remain on the church roll without ongoing active involvement with the Seaford Baptist Church Fellowship. We'll also be patiently talking with active members who may be having a hard time with this process. We understand that this involves your children, your grandchildren, your family. I, I know that that is not easy. And so if you need to talk that out with us, we are here for that. We're happy to have those conversations with you. Um, this, this is not trying to remove people out of the Lamb's Book of Life in Heaven. Okay, uh, This is not an excommunication. Again, we are just seeking to have a church membership role that reflects our active church membership and a membership role that is all working together to uphold our church covenant, uh, which is a part of our constitution as a church body. Finally, we hope to have positive conversations with many who are desiring to come back into fellowship with our congregation. For any who sincerely desire to return to active membership in the church, a pastoral interview will be provided, much like it is for a new member seeking to join Seaford Baptist Church. Step five, September 8th, 2024, we will celebrate our unity, meaningful membership, and church-wide affirmation of the church covenant with a covenant day celebration. And so uh, we'll read the church covenant and worship together that day. Uh, I hope to have a meal after church that day. I think it might be the opening day of the NFL. You'll get over it. Um, it'll be fine. So we'll all, we'll all eat together and break bread together, just like the early church did in their unity. 
After the 8th, there will be a 30-day grace period to ensure that all who desire to respond have been heard from. The last thing I would want, I'm going to pick on my sister Sally here, is just if Sally like didn't get to it, and then covenant day comes, she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't get to it. And she's like, sorry, you know, you missed it. We, we don't want that to happen. We want to give a month of grace so that we can go and look and say, oh, Sally hasn't filled this out yet. Let's go and talk to her and make sure that, you know, that she does this. And if there's an issue, we can talk that out with her, right? So there's 30 days of grace that we have built into it. But also recognize there's a whole summer built in. We're, we're going to start to hopefully send these letters out in the early spring uh, by email. And then you, we've got a whole summer to deal with this because we want to take time. We want to care for people through this process. Step six. The list of covenant affirming, this is important to understand how this will work. The list of covenant affirming members will be voted on at the November 13th, 2024 members meeting. So we're not voting on, we're not actually voting a bunch of people out, but we're voting on a list of affirmed members. The congregation will be presented with a list of those who are remaining on our church roll as covenant-affirming members at least two weeks prior to the members' meeting. We hope to have it to you a little bit uh, sooner than that. A list of those who will become former members will be available upon request. We don't want to have a list out that's got a bunch of names on it of people that have not affirmed the church covenant. Uh, for a variety of reasons, we wouldn't want to just have that sitting out. Uh, we want to have out the list that's positive, right? But if you come, you're like, I want to see who's not affirming, then we will give you that list. We're not going to hide that. It's just not something we're just going to have sitting out. Step seven, after the 13th, which that night, so once we vote on that night, that will be the membership role of Seaford Baptist Church. And we hope that it will reflect, to the best of our ability, the active covenant members of our church body. Step seven, the pastors and deacons will develop a care list that will be used to keep track of members that may cease to uphold the church covenant in the future. Once a member has not been active in the church, in the life of the church for a quarter of a year, their name will be placed on that list. And all that list means is that we're going, hey, we need to check on them. We need to make sure they're doing okay, right? It's not a, boy, this is the bad boy list right here. It's a, we haven't seen them we're concerned for their soul, we're worried about them, and we want to make sure they're doing okay. We go and talk to them, we may find out there's been medical issues, we may find out there's been financial issues, we may find out there's a new job in the picture we didn't know about, and we can talk to them about that. Um, we may find out they've become homebound, right? There may be a variety of things we find out. And a church of our size, it's pretty rare that somebody disappears for an entire quarter and we don't know about it. So, in all likelihood, they're going to be reached out to before a period of three months even passes. But once their name is on that list, we're going to go and, and we're going to talk to them. And as our, using the language of our uh, bylaws, we will patiently endeavor to bring the member back into the life of the church. If a member's like, I'm, I'm not doing it, I'm not coming back, I'm, I'm, I'm out, then we will bring their name before the church and they will be removed from the church role via a congregational vote at a member's meeting so that we don't get into this situation again. Furthermore, let's say, um, uh, and now I'm going to pick on Russ, all right? So let's say Russ lets us know, and, and Russ, don't get any wise ideas here, but let's say Russ and Cindy were to let us know we're moving to Nebraska, 
okay? Um, don't, you can't. I know you've been there already. You can't. Uh, but let's say that they said they were going to do that. Then what we would do is we would uh, let them know that, hey, six months after you move away, we will bring your name before the church to be removed from the role, Okay. During that six months, we would help them to try to connect with a local church in that area. I have called pastors from other states before to say, hey, we have somebody moving to your area. Uh, they'd like to come to your church. I've emailed people like that before. And uh, certainly when, when folks want to leave, I say, so what's your zip code going to be? And the first place I go now is the Pillar Network website, since we're a part of that network. If I don't see a Pillar Network church in their area, then I look for uh, a church from the Nine Marks website, which is uh, just you know very like-minded Baptist churches to be very like-minded with us. And then if I don't see a church on the Nine Marks website, I go to the Southern Baptist Convention's website, and I look for a church on their website in that area, trying to connect folks to a church. If I don't see a Baptist church in the area, then I'll start looking around at like conservative Presbyterian churches and see if there's a conservative Presbyterian church or a non-denominational church that we could connect them to in that area. Sometimes if somebody moves somewhere super rural, there's not always uh, a Baptist church there that uh, they're able to connect with. But bottom line, we're trying to get them connected to a local church where they're going and then their, their membership would essentially expire here, right, as we bring their name before the body uh, no less than six months afterward. And that's, that's an idea that we actually got from Charles Spurgeon's Metropolitan Tabernacle. That's the way they handled it there. If somebody was moving out of the area, they actually gave them a certificate. And it was an expiring membership certificate, and it would expire six months after they moved away. And so that person knew, come six months from now, I won't be a member at Metropolitan anymore. So that is the process. I'm not going to read through the church covenant. It's very important. I do encourage you to read through it if you're not familiar with it. But since we do read it together quarterly, and I do want to give us time to pray tonight, I'm not going to read through that. But I do want to read through the letter that we'll send out. So if you keep on flipping, you'll see the sample letter. I'm not going to read the email because the email is essentially the same as the sample letter. The only difference is um, just the, the language is, you know, uh, consistent with like a digital, a digital message. Dear friend, we pray that this letter finds you well. We have all been through plenty over the last few years, and we truly hope you have come through it with your health and many blessings. We wanted to reach out to you as members of our church family at Seaford Baptist, and let you know of some exciting things we have happening in our congregation. We have gotten out of debt in the last couple of years, we praise God for this and all the new ways we have been able to serve him as a result from new mission partnerships to our Christmas lights show outreach. We are also grateful to be able to continue efforts like Vacation Bible School, Upward Basketball, and our cherished weekly gatherings. If you would like to see what is happening in the life of our church, feel free to visit our website, seafordbaptist.com, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. With that being said, God's work in our congregation has only increased a desire in our pastors and deacons to support and strengthen our church membership as the Lord has called us to do. In light of that, we want you to know how much we have loved your participation in our church body in the past and how we desire to see you engage with the church in the present. We have definitely missed you and we want you to be a part of all that God is doing at Seaford Baptist. Church membership is a biblical concept and one that is filled with incredible joy. At Seaford Baptist, members promise to grow in Christ-like character, protect the unity of the church, 
live out the implications of the gospel toward the world, and participate in the ministry of the church. That's just straight from the church covenant. They're able to vote at meetings, lead Sunday school classes, and serve in leadership. We would love for you to experience the full blessing of being a part of the life of our church. If you are currently an active member of Seaford Baptist, or if you are homebound or temporarily out of the area, and you have every intention of affirming the church covenant and continuing a membership, we are overjoyed to continue serving the Lord together. If you would like to know more about our current mission and direction and how you can re-engage in fellowship with us, we would love to speak with you about that. We would love to be able to help you get reconnected and help you find a place to serve. It is possible that you are attending another Bible-believing, gospel-preaching local church. If that is the case, we would love to know about it. You will be greatly missed, but we are thankful you have found a church home. Just know our door is always open for a visit. We also recognize that many of you will have moved away and while and that while you can no longer uphold the duties of membership because of distance, you desire to remain in contact with us. We are prepared to arrange that as well. We have a host of ways our friends and former members a host of ways for our friends and former members to stay in touch with us. Finally, we also recognize that you may desire for your name to be removed from our membership role for some other reason. Again, you will be greatly missed, and our door truly remains open to you. Thank you for taking the time to read this letter. Please consider helping in our efforts to better care for our church body by filling out the membership affirmation card that is included in this letter and sending it back to us within 30 days. Please complete an affirmation card for each person in your household who is a member. If you would rather give a digital response, you can scan the QR code on the back of the card and you, will be read, and you will be directed to the appropriate form. If you have any questions, you can call the church office or email us at connect at seafordbaptist.com. Grace and peace, Pastor Michael Howard, Pastor Ben Little, and the deacons of Seaford Baptist Church. Very similar letter in the email, the difference again being it's set up for email. We have, I, I, I'm not going to say names, but we have one deacon who upon us talking about this at the deacons meeting recently, got in touch with his family members who he knew were still in the role and going to another church. And he said, hey, pretty sure you're not coming back, right? You guys are locked in over there? He said, yeah, we're locked in over here. Okay. Uh, you you want to come off the roll? That way you don't have to have this letter sent to you and we can just skip all that? And they said, yeah, that'd be great. So they came and let me know. And then I was able to reach out to that person just to have that final kind of like closing of, of, of that relationship conversation. And we had a great talk on the phone that I think brought resolution to me as a pastor and brought uh, the brother that I talked to resolution and they're serving faithfully at another church now. And that was great. And we're going to be able to vote their names off of our role in February in a, in a peaceful parting. Uh, a joyful parting knowing that they, they've locked in at a different church and that's just fine. Uh, and, and we were able to have closure there. And so if you have family members and friends that you know this is going to affect and you think that you can have positive, good, uh, effective conversations with them about this ahead of time and you want to avoid maybe them getting this letter, well then Feel free to go and do that. Uh, have those conversations with them, and then we can handle this a apart from even doing the letter in the form. We can handle it just through conversation, and then we can, on our end, make sure that their name would come off the roll at the appropriate time. So I, I want to encourage you to do that. I'm not trying to put the hard work on you. If you're like, I'm not comfortable doing that, that is fine. But some of you may think, actually, I would rather have that conversation with them. I think that I am the one to do that. 
If you feel called to do that, then feel free to do that because so far that has been an incredibly positive and helpful thing uh, for us. So that is that. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say. We, we did. Were we able to record this tonight? Excellent. So we recorded this part of the prayer meeting. We're going to turn it off here in just a moment after I pray because I want to take some prayer requests and uh, we don't want that to be on the recording. So it's recorded. It'll be put up on all of the places where we put up our sermon feeds. And the reason that's important and good is that if you have people that weren't here tonight, like, what's going on with this? You actually, you can, we can text them that link. We can email them that link. In fact, maybe we'll just email that link out to the whole church. That would probably be good. Uh, so, you know, that way people who weren't here tonight can hear it in full, everything I've said. And so they're hearing it right now if they're listening. And they will be able to, uh, to take it in the same way you all have and then ask questions if they would like ahead of the February meeting. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord God, thank you for the wisdom that I do feel you've given us for this. Father, there is no easy way to deal with the mass amount of people that we are dealing with when it comes to those that we don't see here uh, on a Sunday, we don't see on a Wednesday, uh, we don't see here even half of the time, Lord. Um, most of the folks that we're talking about, many of them we haven't seen in years. I've been a pastor here for 12 years. I don't know uh, hundreds of people that are on the roll. So God, I pray that while we don't, don't have a, a Bible verse that just says, do it this way, God, I pray that we are, are operating in the sort of wisdom that we see outlined in your Proverbs. Um, we don't want to be hasty. We want to be as loving as possible to people, uh, Lord, as we go through this. I realize, Father, that there might be a sentiment in us that says, ah, it's going to feel unloving. It's going to make people feel like they're getting kicked out. Or it's going to make people feel like they're not loved by the church. But Lord, I, I am struck by how important it is for engagement in the local church to be emphasized to someone that claims to be a believer. And Lord, it would be more unloving to potentially leave a large amount of people who may have a false assurance of salvation um, in that false assurance because we don't want to be confrontational. Uh, God, it's not our desire to even be confrontational. It is our desire, Lord, uh, to be correcting when it comes to the role. It is our desire to come alongside folks, to help them understand that engagement with the local church is a major part of the Christian life. And love for the local church is how your son said the world will know we're Christians, that we would love one another. And so, Father, I pray that uh, we would be able to see people have a, a light bulb go off over their head and, and in their hearts that would say, I need to get back. And even if it's not Seaford that they get back to, as long as it's a good gospel preaching, faithful church that is fulfilling the Great Commission, that is holding to the gospel and holding to solid biblical doctrine, Lord, we will be overjoyed to see people go from inactivity to activity in a local church body. And so we pray that you would bring this about through this. But we do pray, God, that there would be many people who see not a closed door to them, but they would see that we're actually trying to open the door to them. 
They're trying to say, come on back. Come be a part of us. We want you to affirm the, the, the covenant, and we want you to, to, to uphold the covenant and to be covenant members here at SBC. We pray that they would hear that first and foremost from us and that we would see, God, people return to our church body. Lord, that would be such a joy. And I don't want to doubt that that could happen, Lord. We have faith in you to move people's hearts to obedience. Father, where there may be difficulties with brothers and sisters in the church who are going to have a hard time with this, and then also folks outside of the church may have a hard time with this, I pray that you would give us the grace and the gentleness to have those conversations well. And I pray, Father, that in the end, iron would sharpen iron with the conversations inside of the church. And again, Lord, we pray that the conversations outside, though some of them may be difficult, that uh, they would glorify you and that we see hearts turning towards you and worshiping you. So, Lord, we put this before you, and we ask that you would bless it. We pray that as we go about uh, the business of voting on this in February, that you would give us unity. And I pray, Father, that as we all think through this, we would think through this biblically before we think through it emotionally. We would think through it uh, doctrinally before we would think through it sentimentally. That we would think through it, Lord, in your wisdom and not in our own. That we would trust not ourselves. That we would not lean on our own understanding, but that in everything we do, we would be trusting you and that you would make straight our paths. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.